0: Welcome to the Breaks
1: Radio.
2: Welcome to another episode of the Breaks Radio. Um, yeah, we definitely have some topics to get to this week, but we would be remiss if we did not start off by mentioning uh, rest in peace to Nipsey Hustle, who was shot and killed over the past week um we're gonna talk about a a, talk about it a little bit um i guess i'll come to you first on this one as you are the la representative um how how what's it like out there man um it's
3: it's sad um you know uh (sighs) shit we lost uh we lost a leader a hometown leader and um it's tough to it's tough to swallow man because um you never see it you never see it coming and then when it does happen i mean you know for anyone to to get gunned down in the streets is a it's a sad situation um it just happened to be a hometown who we consider a hometown hero and uh we're dealing with it right now the best way we can yeah, I feel that. that's about it i mean i, I i've been been crying for the past two days, man. Seriously, you know, um, talking to people that I didn't think uh, was emotionally connected to him as well. So, um, but it, it was it was also refreshing to see a lot of people across, you know, outside of L.A. that was uh, connected to him or respected him for the work that he did, uh, not just with music, but you know, outside of music as well. So, you know, that, that was a good thing What uh, Russell Westbrook Did last night was That was so refresh. that was probably the The highlight of anything, you know Um, because people Was asking, well, where do we go from here And, you know, what, what What good of this do we, you know, do we make of it And I'm like, man, you just gotta, we gotta wait You know, it's still fresh Uh, and to see what Westbrook did last night Was dope, uh, for the city And, um that was tough
2: it's definitely emotional man and it's it's good to see like the whole world in a sense mourn him because he was something special in our culture um mary what about you what what was your initial reaction and your feelings since uh the news of the shooting um
0: you know, I have to say, I'm really surprised at how deeply it actually touched me. Um, I mean, actually, you know, am a fan of Nipsey's music and have been. And more so than the music, I really, you know, respect what he's done for, you know, his community. And it's really been an example for all of us. Um, but it's weird because on Sunday when it happened, I opened up Twitter and the first tweet I saw was, coincidentally, the last tweet that he ended up sending. And then, you know, when I scrolled up, I saw all of the tweets that followed after that were people like, I hope this isn't true, you know, just basically talking about the rumors of him being shot. Um, And I just felt like it was really ironic. Um, And, you know, honestly, I legit prayed that, because at that point they were saying that he was hit, but that, you know, he was still hanging on. And I legit prayed for probably, you know, one of the first times in a really long time and hoped that that would make a difference. Um, And, you know, just the fear of, like, I legit felt fear. Like, we really can't lose this dude right now. Like, aside from all of the politics and all of the, you know, great things he's done and the message he was sending, um, him and Lauren have become, like, the face of black love to the younger generation and not for nothing, but in the past few weeks, I've been seeing those images that they did for the GQ shoot, like everywhere. Um, thanks to social media. I mean, people have made a lot of them into memes. So that, that part of it, and I guess it's because maybe I'm a woman and a mother and a wife and all that shit, but that part of it really hit me hard as well. It was like, No, I mean, finally, we have somebody who's like an example in so many ways. And this is how he's going to go out. And then it was like, I wanted to I wanted to believe the conspiracy theories because it was unbearable to think that he basically ended up getting taken out by a coward that, you know, he knew instead of being it being some kind of larger story that was more, I don't know, romantic, dare I say. So, yeah, I'm still, like, my whole energy is shot. I was just telling you guys this before um, we started recording. But this truly has impacted me. Like, and so many people I know. And mind you, we're on the other coast here. And it's definitely, we're feeling it. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, hello?
4: (laughs) Yeah, it was just heartbreaking. It was so heartbreaking to see um, everyone's reaction. You know, I always... Uh, cry when a young black man is taken too soon. Um, But this one hit really hard. Um, I'm more so of a fan of Lauren London. Um, I think that his music was amazing though. And his mind was amazing. Everything about him, he was so inspirational, so positive. And for him to be killed the way that he was killed, um, basically where he was so comfortable and surrounded by his family and um, in front of his store. And I heard that he owned that whole lot. Um, it was just heartbreaking. I just want to know why. But it's definitely um, uplifting to see all the positive words that everyone has to say about him, like all the celebrities that reached out. Um, and just pray for his family and his children.
2: Yeah, it's definitely tough. And I think that, hey... Nipsey really in a lot of ways bucked the trend of the stereotype of the black man. Clearly loved his wife and family, was positive. Um yeah, he was he was in a gang and all that, but it it's it's rare that you see a mix of all those things and like I said how publicly he loved his wife and how much he lifted her up. It's just a good thing to see in own businesses and wanting to get the documentary off the ground like it there's not much as a per- bad as a person or as an artist, you can say about Nipsey Hussle, and that's why this one hit so hard. Because, in a, in a way, everyone felt connected to Nipsey in a way. I think, and I for one didn't really. I've always loved Nipsey's music, but it wasn't until kind of like what Mary said, until I got the new the news that he was officially gone. That I just just sitting there thinking, like, damn, like it's deep, and it and it. it this one definitely hurts. This one definitely hurts.
3: You know, the one thing that bothered me um is when is when the media would would point out the game banging aspect, right? But it's like when you look at when you look at some of the greats that we've had in the in the industry, I mean, they pretty much came from a rough background. And I don't I've never used that against any of the rappers that has come out or or, or things like that because I understood Being in L.A., I understand the culture. When you listen to his music, you know, when you listen to his mixtapes, to his album that he put out, he doesn't glorify game banging. He's basically telling you his past, his experiences on where he came up, how he grew up, and and where he wants to go. And so when they bring that up, man, I just, it rubs me the wrong way, man. It really does. And, you know, like, I mean, he was like, (laughs) He was like our our L.A. Jesus out here He could literally go anywhere he wanted to And Everybody brings up uh, His business plans And and things that he created And even the small businesses That he created for the community And he hired people Within the community But one thing that L.A. appreciated about him Which a lot of people wouldn't know Unless they stayed here And was uh, familiar with the culture is that he calmed down a lot of violence by making the moves that he made. You know, so by him being deep in the gang culture and making moves with, quote-unquote, his enemies, um, that kind of calmed down a lot of things in the streets out here. And that's what we applauded him. That's why we loved him like a brother, like a cousin, is because even though he came from that culture, he was trying to tell these these other cats within on his side and the cats on the opposite side, like, look, Let's come together, make money, and buy back our land. And that was it.
2: Yeah, that that's that's a positive message anyone can get behind. Um, I had on this list bringing up the surveillance footage, and there was footage the released from when he was actually shot, and from Laura London's reaction to walking to the hospital. If you guys want to talk about it, we can. But I, at this point, I don't even know if I'm really, really ready to, to be honest with you.
0: I mean, it's messed up. <laughs> I think. It's so disturbing. Like, really, yeah. When do we draw the line? I think we're all yeah. just starting to share. I mean, it's that's such a bigger conversation, right? Like that was crazy. I mean, even like the junior situation, you know, in the Bronx, like last year. Oh you know, God. When do we stop like recording and start respecting and actually trying to help? Like, you know, I mean, the other question that I kind of have is that now the story has turned into... And I'm, I'm hearing so many conflicting stories, so I don't even want to be quoted on all this. But the latest thing that I heard was that he had a bunch of strapped accomplices around him, and they all kind of ran. And basically what I'm hearing is the shooter shot, like, shot him a few times in the body first mm-hmm. and walked away and then came back again and then shot him in the head. And basically if homeboy was not able to come back nipsey probably would have survived the body shots but it's like a weird that he was with other people who all just ran and left him exposed like that even after being shot so i don't i mean again i don't like i wasn't there i didn't see that on surveillance but i mean i i definitely think i did see though the shooter did kind of come back yeah he came the back design. he be,
2: came back twice
0: so, like, how was he allowed to even do that? but yet people are recording other shit after the fact, like I don't know well, I, the question just, the questionable
3: questions. the questionable thing is uh well I, and I think it's I, for obvious reasons the maybe the family well, I don't want to see it anyway, but at the same time, there are two other camera, camera angles that was actually closer um and I and we've also got those questions a lot. you know, where was his security that, that that block, if a lot of people don't know, he owns that whole block and he may, he may own uh, financially that plaza with that area. That's all him. You know what I'm saying? And that was his safe space. So I didn't expect for two big bodyguards uh, to be standing around him or anything like that. And it, and it, it, it is a lot of questions. It's questions about people that actually ran away um that were that were in some of the pictures you know what i mean uh they caught the getaway driver you know and then i mean uh, they caught the shooter as well but that had to come down to you know street justice you know and unfortunately you know two other people in two houses had to pay for that for this man to actually give himself up so it goes back to and i know the narrative is to flip it on uh gang related and things like that yeah, but this was actually in-house it wasn't the opposite flag um and it was just it was just a situation like i mean his 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 big homie was standing right next to him before the gunshots went off you know went back to go get his food three seconds later he's down you know what i'm saying along with his friend and his brother who we all still need to keep in prayer you know um so i mean you know it's just one of those things that you just you know by the grace of god 30 years from now we look back and say this is a man who created this and he died in front of something that he created
2: wow and this of course brings about the question um about gun violence in america specifically in our community um do you think the impact a of nipsey hustle and how this death is affecting everyone do people start taking gun violence more serious than what they already are in our communities because i feel like there's a movement outside of it but very rarely <laughs> do you hear us get behind uh gun violence talk mary what do you think
0: i just feel like i'm so tired i mean honestly with the whole gun violence thing um I mean, I, and I feel like in certain neighborhoods, it's just second nature, right? Like, you know, like people just have guns and no one even wonders where they came from. It's just, I don't know. Um, I just think we got to do something. We got to do better. I think that if we want to take the argument of like, well, guns don't kill people. It's the people with the guns. Then it's like, that's a whole other issue as well. Like, I mean, I saw a tweet yesterday that I retweeted and it really resonated with me. I cannot remember the person who tweeted it. But oh, I think it was Charlemagne who actually the person was quoting Charlemagne, and he basically was saying that basically, we need therapy as a people. um because right now it's like we're this is like all has created trauma. And now we're all kind of reacting to it, and we're in a vicious cycle. So, I mean, if you really break this down, this guy who who basically killed a legend and hope for people, um basically did that because whatever, his feelings were hurt and he had access to a gun and decided to take someone's life. Like, I don't know, when you really think about that, it's just wild. Like I, there's just so much that needs to be fixed. I can't even <laughs> I can't even break it down, but this really just I mean I'm I'm still trying to find the L in this the lesson in this L, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like maybe the gun violence thing is the only one I can see here that you know something has to be be done here. I don't know. I'm just very rarely am I at a loss for words. I think you guys know that and right now I'm just
4: I don't even know what to say. Like Yeah. It's so overwhelming. It's like, how much can we do? Like what can we do? Um like she said, it, it just makes you speechless. It's it's so, so devastating. Um, actually, someone that uh I grew up with was killed over the weekend here in Akron. Um and it's just like you you just get so so tired. I'm just like exhausted. I don't I wouldn't even know where to start if I were to have that discussion about gun violence, where do you even start? Where do you go? It's just, it's heartbreaking.
3: Yeah. Um, If um, I don't know what the L is either, but, but that's sad in itself because if it took uh, us to lose a legend for us to get it, I mean, haven't we had enough examples with Chicago alone? The shit, the the 90s, the L.A. back in the 90s. Yeah. Yes.
0: You know? So, like... I was like, just thinking that. I was just thinking, like, for, again, growing up in New York, but, like, seeing, like, all of the shit on the West Coast in the 90s, definitely, like, I was really thinking. I mean, Boys in the Hood, right? Like, prime example. It's like, you you kind of think, like, gun violence truly is a reality, like in South Central. So it's crazy that it's like 20 almost 30 years later and this is still what we're dealing with here.
3: Yeah, and and and, and it seems like Chicago is like, yo, we need to catch up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well,
2: let's 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 try to get as positive as we can on this subject and um so favorite Nipsey song, N- Nipsey Hustle song, memory, whatever just so we can leave it on something positive. Um, like I said, as we can get here, who wants to go first on this one? I'll
0: okay. go. Um, I think mine is probably not anyone else's, <laughs> but I'm going with double up. Oh, Hey, I like that one. I okay. Like that one. I didn't think anyone else would. Cause it wasn't one of his harder tracks. Um, to be honest with you, the video really made me love it. Um, I mean, and that's another thing, too, right? Like, he was starting this little trend of, like, putting Lauren as, like, the leading lady in all of his videos. I thought that was super cute. Um, so, yeah. And the beat was sick. All that.
2: Mine is actually not a music moment at all. It's uh, him at a Lakers game and him saying, you guys need me to suit up? That <laughs> that. was that, That's just a... a, a a great moment um and and I, Nipsey was just a fun dude man his energy was just amazing i think that that moment kind of gets it all together in one um i don't know I, if i was picking a song Mary, i would probably pick double up too though really so Wow. low
4: i i loved his relationship with Maureen. yeah they were so they were just a gorgeous couple um i did watch their uh their interview that they did with GQ. Um, she was asking him like a bunch of questions about herself. Um, but I just thought that their relationship was beautiful. So that's my favorite memory of, of Nipsey, and that he was just so positive.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I just enjoyed for me, especially like from what I do on my solo podcast, like I I enjoy hearing Nipsey speak. Like, he, he was passionate about anything he talked about, and that's always a good thing. Like, and he didn't try to, like, overdo. Like, it was all genuine. You know, like, some people, they speak, and they feel like they got to put on, they got to change the way they talk or talk. Like, Nipsey was just him, and he was intelligent as hell being him and comfortable being him. He didn't care what anybody else thought about it because what he, the words that he used and, and what he was saying, he felt, and it was genuine, and it all came through, um amazing and so you know i I loved hearing nipsey also just talk about real life things not even music
0: yeah Yeah. i would add too to lowe's point um lauren and him on the grammy red carpet (laughs) they were the cutest thing um Mm -hmm. and i i don't remember who exactly was interviewing them but um you know the the interviewer was like you know, you did great to Nipsey, basically complimenting him on, you know, being with Lauren and Lauren was like, no, she was like, you did good. And Lauren was like, he did great. And then, Mm -hmm. then the the woman (laughs) who was interviewing them was like,
4: well, you did good too. And he was like, she did terrific. And it was like,
0: it's it's heartwarming and heartbreaking at the same time but Mm -hmm.
2: yeah yeah Yeah. and apparently we lost baylor hopefully he comes back but um (laughs) (laughs) all right the last uh topic uh, nipsey related before we try to get into just the regular vibe here at the breaks radio um nick cannon saying he's gonna try to pick up the baton and finish the uh the documentary that nipsey was working on with dr seabee Hey, do you guys think this is actually going to happen? And he's actually going to be able to complete it, and do you think Nick Cannon is kind of the right person to pick up the baton here? Lo, what do you think?
4: Um, I think it's, I think it's going to happen because that that's big for you to say, especially in this moment. So if he doesn't do it, that would be like awful. Um, so I think I think he's going to go forward with it, um, and I do think it's a good thing. Because we need to hear the story. So I think it's wonderful that he is willing to go forward with the documentary. I mean, I
0: definitely think it's unconventional of Nick Cannon to be the person to pick up the baton on this. But I also feel like Nick Cannon is someone who is very slept on in a lot of things and has a lot of talents that we probably don't even know about. So... Hey, I mean, like Loja said, though, he better follow through because, yeah, yeah now people are watching. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: I think him saying in the time as quickly as he did to all the news and everything coming out, like at this point, if he doesn't do it, it's going to definitely be some uh, some cutting of the eyes towards his wife. So I hope, hope that he does it. But I also think at this point now, too, it's going to be so many people that want to see this completed in, in Nipsey's memory that he'll have the support to get it done
0: yeah 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 for sure
2: all right so we
0: i'm just waiting for that mac wilds documentary
2: (laughs) 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 all right um let's move in to finally to some more positive news we could talk about summer summer jam 2019 um so the lineup of this migos megan the stallion cardi b and more uh I know Megan Thee Stallion is is kind of the thing right now she's trash but nonetheless uh Mary what what do you think and this is what happened to Summer Jam like Summer Jam back when I was younger was like the thing like don't get me wrong this lineup isn't terrible but this just this this shouldn't be a Summer Jam lineup in my opinion but go ahead
0: so I'm trying not to be biased because you do realize I used to work there and uh you know I have mixed feelings (laughs) And Summer Jam, marketing Summer Jam was a major project for me, like when I was there. But I will say this at least this lineup is cohesive, as opposed to, like, I don't know if you remember last year, but it was kind of all over the place. Like, there was Swiss Beats and Lil Wayne and Meek Mill and A Boogie. It was like, I don't know. Here, I feel like they definitely picked an audience and catered to it. And it's kind of the. I don't know, the young ratchets, so so to speak. Yeah. Um, and I say that with love because my daughter is like a huge fan of everyone they picked. And she's like, you sending me this year again, right? And I'm like, okay, I guess. I'm not coming with you because I don't want to see you twerking with city girls, but whatever. Um, So yeah, I mean, I feel like everybody sort of fits into that same bucket. Half of them all, uh, you know, have, have, projects together or songs together, like Cardi and City Girls. And so, and like you said, like Megan The Stallion is kind of the wave. I'm surprised that, because I think she's on like the stadium stage and I don't think she has enough work to be there, but what do I know? Um, yeah, I I mean, I feel like she's fairly new to be like headlining. So that kind of was a surprise for me. Mm -hmm. Um, then they they have a very New York feel when, with Melly, who I actually really love and think she's up next. Um, so, and, I mean, obviously, A Boogie, Meek. I mean, but they all performed last year also. So, but I guess those are, like, old Reliables. I don't know <laughs> at this point. Old oh, Reliables. <laughs> yeah. I mean, before it was, like, Trey Songs for a few years in a row and Chris Brown. So, Yeah. Um, I think it would, I, I would not as a consumer go to summer jam under any circumstances, but I agree with you back in the day. Yes. I used to call the, the, the 1-800 number and never be able to get through because it used to sell out in like five minutes. And now, you know, we've all kind of moved along (laughs) (laughs) and I guess, I don't know, in my mind, it's like for the kids. So that's, you know, the way I'm looking at it. Yeah. Yes, I'm just old, I don't know.
2: <laughs> we both old. But this
0: lineup anyway is definitely for the kids in my opinion. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah.
2: Low.
4: I love the female energy of it. I love how much uh how much shine we're getting in the hip hop industry right now. Um I think it's going to be fun. I personally wouldn't go cuz like you guys said like I'm I'm old. Uh so <laughs> The lineup doesn't really interest me too much, Um, but I do love the female power. Um, I would love to see a boogie though. I'm a I'm a big a boogie fan. Other than that, leave it for the kids, (laughs) for the children.
2: (laughs) Passing the baton, summer jams for the kids now. That's crazy. I've really gotten old. That's all I can say is I've really gotten old. (laughs) Yeah Alright, we're gonna go ahead We're gonna get into our first break When we come back We're gonna talk Some more about the new generation I, I'm really looking forward to uh, What we have to say on this On this next topic So we'll be right back after
1: this Yo, this is your boy Franco And this is your boy Ray D A.K.A. The Pod God And we are the host of Dad's, Dad's Talking Talkin Shit Podcast Are we gonna say Dad's Talking Shit Podcast Let's just say Dad's Talking Shit You right You know it's a podcast You right We're a podcast talks about Everything And anything Anything from pop culture, to politics, to social justice, to... Sports. Our children. Lifehood. Life it is, this so. podcast is definitely not for solely dads. No, it's for women as well. We got a lot of mom-dads out here anyways. Mother's taking the place of father, so... I was going to say, wait, mom-dads. So it doesn't yeah, make sense. It does. Mom-dads. Pretty much this podcast for anybody and everybody. So, you can check us out on all major streaming platforms. iTunes, Speaker... All right, radio. You can also follow us on all social media platforms. Instagram. I didn't even say Dad's Talking Shit. But Dad's Talking Shit. Instagram. Dad's Talking Shit. Facebook. Dad's Talking Shit. Twitter. Dad's Talking Shit. And our Gmail. Yeah, you can't Gmail us. All right, y'all. Tune in. Salute. Salute.
2: All right, so Kodak Black, he, he just seems to not be able to stay out the headlines. So he compared himself to Nas, Biggie, and Tupac. Got a bunch of backlash for it. Shut down the social media. um So we'll talk about that a little bit. But I, it, it made me think. Like, so we we also had the Migos. I believe what said they were better. What the best group of all time. That started some stuff between them and 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 Bone Thugs and Harmony and Wu Tang. Like a bunch of stuff. Does this generation of rappers just not have a respect or that reverence for the older generation? Like. Nas, Jay-Z, that generation had a lot of respect for the generation that came before them. I think we're just not seeing that with this new crap, new crop of rappers or crap, depending on who we're talking about. Um, but, what it,
4: <laughs> but what do you guys
2: think? What do you guys think it is, Lo?
4: Um, I think they don't respect themselves. Damn. Uh, so, I mean, how can they? And then another thing that I think is just the lack of understanding. They don't want to sit and learn about Nas and Biggie, so they don't understand. So they're automatically just, you know, upping themselves, I guess. And it's good to have confidence in yourself. But my God, um, I think Kodak Black is the biggest troll. Uh, I ignore him as much as I can, as much as I possibly can. I think he's awful. Uh, but yeah, I think that they don't understand, and they don't, they don't have respect for themselves. That, that's my opinion all right man
0: yeah i definitely think there's this stigma with the new crap (laughs) (laughs) of rappers where it's like they they almost don't want any input or advice from who came before them because they're like blazing a new trail so to speak but uh. see and i feel like that's the difference right because rappers of say like the late 90s early 2000s they understood that they were the new wave but that there were those who came before them that paved the way for them and i feel like these youngins are just like wild like they're like we just want to do it our way and we don't want to know the way you did it not really realizing that you know no idea is original there's nothing new under the sun. No, not as reference. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm kind of disgusted by it. So, And Kodak in general, too. I'm with Lo. <laughs> it's like he's a troll and he looks he like definitely one. looks like so a troll.
4: Goodbye. I wonder if we all ignore him, if he'll just go away under a bridge (laughs) (laughs) under a bridge
0: (laughs) i don't think so because a lot of people actually feel him and again the kids love him but it just shows where values are like
2: (laughs) yeah and the thing is too is like like kind of like what i said about nipsey earlier how like i just love hearing him talk, and you and like just hearing the man speak about life. Kodak is the exact opposite. I he sounds stupider every time he talks. Like I don't I don't understand why anyone like would listen to him. The dude is just not very intelligent at all. Like just not even I don't even mean that to be offensive. He's just not an intelligent guy. And so it kind of explains the type of music and rap that we get from him. He
4: he And what does that say about his audience? Right. <laughs> They don't want to
2: think that is true
4: well what does it say about society right no, because he's, no.
0: he he sells yeah. <laughs> so it's not like he has this small little niche audience it's like people feel him and i don't know that's it. it's kind of sad and disheartening that's so sad it is
2: it's the generational thing he is like remedial rap that's kodak black but um
0: yeah, I like that. That's exactly him. Definitely not one of the greats. So he better sit down somewhere with that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Man, I just, I couldn't believe he would compare. Like Jesus. Um. But we're we're gonna we're gonna take another break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna talk new music um to get from from an older older artist so we'll be right back after this
4: hey guys it's your girl back easy hi everybody it's your girl joanne hey guys it's trell and this is the team and we want to welcome you into our group chat where we talk any and everything from abcs of sex to finding your passion catch us every other tuesday on spreaker apple Podcasts, google play iHeartRadio, spotify and youtube because we lit. Take that, take that.
2: Damn. <laughs> Little Kim dropped a new single, people. In 2019, the year of our Lord 2019, Little Kim announced a new album called Nine and a new single and video, Go Off. Mary, I, I, is this your anthem? Is this doing it for you?
0: <laughs> no. Zap, no. And mind you, back. <laughs> Back in the day, I could recite every Little Kim verse, um, and I haven't felt her in quite some time. To be honest with you, I sort of feel like she should leave her legacy intact and stop before she ends up kind of ruining that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not with it. (laughs) No, no. Continue to bump her old shit. Yeah, (laughs) the Bella Mafia is a classic. Yes. Yes. All of her old shit still slaps, and I mean, and honestly, the kids feel her old stuff too. Like from Mm -hmm. what I've seen and what I've exposed, you know, my own daughter and her friends to, they're all like, "Oh wow!" So let's just, you know, let that rock. Let's do like a little Kim. She should tag on with B2K, and (laughs) please no. (laughs) I don't know. know. I'm saying like. I'm not with like trying to, you know. I I don't know. I just it's kind of it's no for me, dog. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> but it's so sad. Like I remember knowing like you said every word to like crush on you and like to jump off. Those were my songs, but seeing this, it's like I I it's not my kind of music anyways. So hmm
2: it's a no for me too yeah it's a no for me too um every time little kim drops new music i swear i want to like it because she is and we'll we'll get into the conversation soon but she's one of the pioneers of legit female mcs and you know i hate to say it tarnishes her legacy but it, it it does and just to see her even in the video it's just like look aren't you somebody's grandmother at this point what are you doing what do you what are you doing and I have no doubts that she can she I'm, I'm sure little Kim could pop up with a dope verse every once in a while but outside of that I don't need I don't need a little Kim album in 2019 now if this album drops and surprises me all right cool I, I I hope it does but based off this single I'm not looking forward to this album at all it's not a good look yeah um Mm-mm. but with that being said and I, I think I think too, we need to talk more about female MCs and just the greats. Cause I think a lot of them get forgotten because there's such a, a gap in the great female MCs for a while, like between from MC light and, and uh, Queen Latifah and little Kim, like th- there's a gap there, but nonetheless, where do we rank little Kim among the great female MCs? Oh, she's definitely top three.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For, for sure. Yeah. Yeah for sure. But I she gotta to, stop yeah. <laughs> before she <laughs> drops down. You know what I would be happy with if like Cardi or you know, someone one of the, you know, the new talents, so to speak, would feature her. Like, you know what I mean? Then by all means, do something new, but don't drop a whole album yourself or or put out, you know what I mean, like yeah, yeah. be a feature. And like you know, be that queen that you are, and and kind of you know with grace, not where you're still like flailing, trying to like remain relevant.
4: I don't know. I don't want to hear anything from Little Kim at all. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Cardi, don't don't put her on it. I just don't want like, to. I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear it. Like, just stop, please.
0: <laughs> Damn. I don't
4: know. I could kind of see a little like
0: you want to be this queen bee that you can't be, and like Cardi kind of, I don't know, revamp it or modernize it, and Kim gets a verse. I like that. I don't know. I like that. And, and plus, that yeah. was like a little anthem for women back then. Yeah. For- <laughs> and the and the track she
2: dropped with Rumi not too long ago wasn't bad at all.
0: No. So I mean, she,
2: yeah. yeah. I mean, I I think there's a, a world for her to pop up every once in a while, um, and be cool. But yeah, man. i I don't know but yeah she's definitely top three probably top two honestly um i'd have to really sit down i would have to really (laughs) sit down and and think who's my number one because i go back and forth but uh she's definitely up there and she she deserves to be Mm -hmm. acknowledged for what she was able to do and i don't want to hear none of this biggie i don't want to hear none of that shit I don't want to hear none of that because she was dropping good music after Biggie died. He probably did. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that he didn't, but she was able to stay relevant and still make good music even after he was gone. So uh, Lil' Kim definitely mm-hmm. rings up there for me. Agreed. This next one. Um Logic dropped Supermarket, surprisingly. This is not his album he announced a couple of weeks ago. This is just a random drop, apparently, from Logic. Alternative? I guess is the best way to put it is I put it on this list. I don't know if you guys agree with that term terminology for it, but um, there's some interesting tracks on here. Interesting tracks in the way that I look at it. I guess I'll just take this one first. Is I look at it like if he did this so that on his actual album, that's about to drop, we just get pure rap logic. Then I'm for it. If he, this was his way of getting out all the extra shit to get, take the fluff off that album, more power to him. But this was this was just an interesting listen. What do you think, man?
0: Well, I gotta be a hundred. I have not listened to it yet. Um, but I will say that the fact that you're categorizing it as alternative <laughs> makes me really excited and wants <laughs> makes me want to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a big alternative fan back in you know the day when that was really popping. The cranberries, all day, <laughs> Green Day, all that. Mm-hmm. Um, incubus. Anyway, so you know, I can't nec- I can't envision him pulling it off. So I'm curious to really see if you guys think that he did that, um, because I've never heard him do anything other than some dope okay, right. bars. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I mean, alternative music requires some like ability to carry a tune. Can he do that? Tell me.
2: Surprisingly, yes. I think, yeah. yeah. The thing is, while I'm starting to realize, especially in having a podcast where we talk about music, I can identify something that's just not for me, but not say it's trash music. It's not trash at all. It's just not something that I can see myself popping and listening to as I drive down the street. But from an experimental standpoint, he does a lot of things on this album that you would not expect from Logic. He does sing on here, and it's not bad.
4: Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I love it. I like the fluff. Like you say, he knocks the fluff off of like the lyrical album. I like this album. Can I kick it? Like I listened to it like four times. Um, I think it's good. You don't have to think too hard when you're listening to it. Um, just enjoy the music. So I enjoyed it. And I definitely it's something that I added to my Apple uh, music account. So I'm going to listen again. I think it
2: was pretty good, and, and it's it's thirteen tracks, so it's not a, a long listen. Um, but yeah, I mean, Lemon Drop was cool, and this just by the names mm-hmm. of these songs, Mary, you probably be able to tell this is this is different. Can I Kick It was cool, Bohemian Trap City. It was a good way to start off the album. Um, mm-hmm. I'm probably gonna rock your world. <laughs> It was cool, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's a cool project, and like I said, I think I like seeing artists actually flex their artistry, and that is stepping outside their comfort zone and what maybe their fan base wants to see from them or expects from them, um, mm-hmm. and like I said, he's, he's still dropping his, his full-length project, so the fact that he was able to do this project along with that one, I think really speaks to the place he is in his artistry, um, and so you know, I, 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 it's cool, it's just not for me. <laughs>
4: yeah mm. I like it,
2: <laughs> all right. So,
0: and I'll have to get back to you on that.
2: <laughs> so, I mean, and that gets us into the next question. Do you guys like to see when, when artists step out of the comfort zone? I really, it's hard for me to think of exact because now everything is so hybrid music, but it's, I, this kind of reminded me when Lil Wayne was in, in his rock and roll bag, as the young people would say. When it wasn't really rock and roll, but it was rock inspired. Not that I like that album, but that's what I can kinda of compare it to. Do you guys like seeing artists do new and different things with music?
0: Usually no.
4: Yeah. I was gonna say the same thing, like some most
0: of the time no. It really works out. I'm trying to, I mean, maybe the closest that I can think of is like Nelly with over and over. Oh man. <laughs> and that still was kind of him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But 808s and whatever. Heartbreaks,
2: I think, would be another one if we want to put it there.
0: Yeah, and I wasn't such a fan yeah. of that either. I
4: did not like that album. Yeah,
0: and I was a huge Kanye fan back then, so
4: yeah. It has some good songs on it, but I did not like that album like as a whole.
2: Well, all right. Well, there, there goes your answer. We, you know what? We are, and uh, Mary, I think you said this last episode, we are very much people where it's like, We're over shit very quickly if it's not for us.
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah. All
2: right. Uh, We're gonna get into our last. We're coming back. We're gonna finish off. When I finish off, we're gonna do round two of the hip hop group brackets. This is gonna. This is getting real. I'm at where is where the fuck is Baylor? But we'll be right
5: back after this break. Yo, this your boy, Floor 700. What's good, everybody? It's your guy, Fresco. And we are the, the Podcast, Podcast brothers. brothers. Dig? Yeah. Hey, what is our show about, actually? Our show is about a little bit of everything, man. It's not just one thing, but it's a little bit of this. Right. It's a like... A little oh. bit of that. Oh, my goodness. No. You don't, like that song? No. Not from you. What song is that? I don't know. It, it don't matter. It. it doesn't matter what song that is. <laughs> well, that's what our show is about. It's about two brothers kicking a shit. The real life brothers. Real life brothers. Obviously not by choice. And if you know. you know how brothers get down, you know how we give it up. We don't agree on nothing. And that's what it's like on a podcast show. It makes for a healthy debate, makes for good dialogue, and it keeps the interest and the listener interested as well because it's real brotherly shit. Episodes drop every Sunday. Every Sunday, every platform, you can get a podcast that the Podcast Brothers is there.
2: You dig? Chill. All right, I don't know about you guys, but I caught a lot of heat for this bracket last week oh my god <laughs> <laughs> oh man the conversations on twitter were just hilarious with this but we are in the second round so right now we have wu-tang versus the roots outcast against the fugees ugk by the fan vote did win over the locks uh so we got them versus the tribe called quest and nwa versus de la Soul. let's actually start from the bottom here nwa de la Soul, who you got and why
0: so this feels so wrong <laughs> to do without Baylor, can it I does. just say? But he'd be proud to know that I'm going with N.W.A. <laughs> yeah,
2: me too. N.W.A. definitely on this one. I um, While I respect De La Soul's music, I think, how can you vote against N.W.A. is one of the most influential groups in music, period. Point blank. Period. History. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, And their music, I, like I said, in doing this bracket, I've, I've actually gone back and listened to the, the music from these groups that we're talking about nwa's music still bangs i don't care what yeah yeah so overall uh nwa i think i think music is more timeless in a sense de la soul's music i have to be in a mute mood to listen to de la soul i can listen to nwa almost anytime i don't know what that says about me as a person but that's just where i am (laughs) in my life right now yeah
0: nwa puts you sets the vibe yeah yeah. Sure. yeah, that's definitely
2: so. So, we are we'll put NWA there. Um, even we'll get Bay- Baylor's votes. I might have to have him like record something to send it in because this does feel weird doing without him. Um, next one UGK versus a tribe called Quest.
4: Tribe called Quest. Oh, Midnight Riders is like my number one favorite album mm-hmm. ever. So, I'm sorry, UGK um definitely
2: tribe called quest yeah. tribe this got one. this one um i'm surprised we all agree with this but yeah a tribe called quest definitely has this one. i think that uh, again like ugk i love their music but a tribe called quest like how how can you vote against the tribe Mid- midnight Marauders is one of the greatest rap albums of all time period Ever. and mm-hmm. tribe called quest makes just again kind of like what, what i said um with nwa like tribe's music is timeless it, it fits in any era of rap, period. Um, yeah. And I, I, I wish they still made music, but uh, yeah, Tribe Called Quest definitely has this one for me.
4: Yep. Yeah. yeah, I'm with it. I'm there? with it. All right. Now, if,
2: we, if we agree through this whole this whole round, I'm gonna really be surprised. Outkast and the Fugees.
0: <laughs> Mary, <you> start. <laughs> It's you and I, Aquim and I. It's Outkast. Yeah,
4: Outkast. Outkast for yeah.
2: longevity. I mean, Fuji's. Yeah, they 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 were bright. Four, yeah, and that was yeah. It. I mean,
4: <laughs> yeah. It,
2: it, Outkast decades, like they they're, they they lasted the longest, and their music evolved. Like to see where Outkast's first album was to where their last album was, you can see the evolution of them as people and artists and. Uh, Fuji's yes make great music both individually and together but Outkast you can get more out of like Outkast you can you can get your lyricism in one you can get your, your party song out of another you can get some weird shit like Outkast is it like yeah. yeah yeah
4: Andre I can't yeah. I cannot go against I refuse to go against
2: Outkast <laughs> <sighs> this is true alright we're breezing through this the next one Wu-Tang versus the Roots.
0: This is hard though. <laughs> I mean really. But you know, so <laughs> It's the call of the Wu.
4: <laughs> it's always going to
0: be Wu-Tang for me forever. But um, the Roots are great yeah. and it's this I don't even feel like they should be compared. The Roots are like dope musicians yeah. and like, there's a whole other level of artistry
4: there mm-hmm. but but it's the woo for me i'm going with the roots the how i got over what? got me through a lot it did that album really got me through a lot wow um i love how she was really gassing me like yeah <laughs> <laughs> then no <really> i just... <laughs> went the other way i'm sorry <laughs> i have to go like this is that's my kind of music that's like what it, my vibe just I love the roots. I really do. So I got to go I feel go you. I love them too.
0: Mm-hmm. So I'm not even mad at you right now. I feel like this was unfair. Oh, this unfair. was unfair.
2: Because
0: <laughs> um, this... But didn't you do it? I, no, no, it was... I left this up to so. God.
2: So this is- mm.
0: You mean the the algorithm
2: of the <laughs> program? Yeah, exactly. That guy? Um, yeah, Wu Tang all day. Like they're my favorite group. Like like Mary said, Wu Tang is going to the finals on my bracket. So let's just—I <laughs> I could just take away any suspense there. Wu Tang, the dopest collection of MCs ever to grace the planet Earth. Um, and RZA's production—I think RZA is the most underrated. Producer of all time, and people may hear that and, yes. s- and say that that's crazy. But keep in mind, he basically what did the 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 first three Wu Tang albums all by himself, and then all the individual albums a month mm-hmm. in between there. And when you you know a RZA beat when you hear it, there's nothing like it. It can't be duplicated. Um, yeah. And then, like, how how many how many of the MCs in Wu Tang would make? The all time great MC list if we did like a top 50 Most of them would make it on there Liquid Swords is one of the best Hip hop albums of all time Yeah I was going to say at least five So yeah Tang definitely here for me We'll see what Baylor says
4: (laughs) (laughs) So we got
2: um, Unless Baylor throws us for a loop And causes any ties Which really I think only be with this one Hey now What's up, y'all? It's your boy, BTG. I'm sorry I couldn't participate
3: in the in the second round with the rest of the uh, beautiful co-hosts. But, you know, technical difficulties. Uh, I'm, I, I'll try to make sure that doesn't happen again um, because I, I'm pretty sure it was just a dope discussion. But I'm giving my input as of right now. So the first matchup, we got Wu-Tang Clan versus The Roots. I'm going to say this. Black Thought is the top three uh, MC lyricists of all time. But ah, uh, even with the live band with the drums, oh my god, um, you it it still is not enough power to overtake a, a a squad that has great role players. You know what I mean? And you know, setting Method Man aside, everybody else is just like role players that came from the Lakers and 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 the Bulls in the '90s um so i'm gonna to have to advance wu-tang clan for that reason it's just that it's it's just a matchup i feel like if the roots would have won against anybody else they would have had a better chance but against wu-tang that's a um that's just that's just a crazy matchup right there for them and um i got wu-tang uh, advancing now Outcasts versus the fugees to me this is a wash you know what i mean? Because I'm going to flip it and say that there is one person in b, within this matchup inside his group and against the next group that can hold it down by himself. And that's Andre Three Stacks. You know what I mean? He is what makes anything go different. You know, I would love to see him in Black Thought go at it, as a matter of fact. But I think because of his presence with the music, the music that they created, I have to give it to them. Uh, I don't think Fuji's run was that long. Every, you know, to me, Outkast hit the records went longer than the Fuji's records. I'll put it to you like that. Um, yeah, so, I mean, uh, it was a 4C versus a 5. You know, a close game, I guess, you know what I'm saying? Outkast, at, you know, win by at least five or six points. They shooting free throws under a minute. Um, UGK, a tribe called Quest. Now, I'm a little upset about this. I'm a little hurt about this because I feel like there were some ballots that was missing somewhere left on the side of the road in Florida when it came to the locks and the UGK matchup. But I can't hold that against UGK. You know what I'm saying? That 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 that, that them UGK tracks hit different in the summer. You know what I'm saying? Off some some Hennessy and some peach uh, juice or something like that. Don't don't quote me on that. It was a Southern cat that told me about that drink. Anyhow. Um, a tribe called Quest, and which I'll get into a later, uh, a bit later with the next matchup. A tribe called Quest is not for everybody. Just let's just be frank with it. And UGK is just more relatable. You know what I mean? Uh, and they bring that southern funk, and they advance to the next round, which is still an asterisk, mark, uh, if I can add, because I feel like there's some ballots missing. Okay, and the last matchup, NWA. Versus Daylight Soul, and just like I said, with the narrative with um a tribe called Question UGK is that everybody don't relate, or Daylight Soul is just not for everybody. You know what I'm saying? NWA, don't get me wrong, Daylight Soul you can actually pop on around kids. You know what I'm saying? Top down in the summertime, summer breeze. Top, and it's a it's a nice feeling. You know what I'm saying? NWA was more on a political gangster stuff. And um, a lot of influence came from NW, NWA as well, though. So I have to advance NWA for just the influence uh, alone and the fact that everybody, you know, De La Soul, just, it just didn't hit everybody. But I think De La Soul gets respect from everybody. It's just not for everybody. So in the next round, I got Wu-Tang Clan versus OutKast, NWA versus UGK. That should be an interesting matchup and um next week i'll be sure you know well i can't promise anything but hopefully i'll be able to partake in that final four because that's a crazy matchup that we got going on right there and shout out to the locks man we know what it is (laughs) all right it's your boy btg
2: um we got in the next round we got wu-tang versus out wu-tang versus out god okay i
0: know this is not right
2: Wow! Wu- Why are you doing that? Wu Tang versus Outcast, and then a tribe called Quest versus End Up. Oh yeah. Oh, you're gonna. This is
0: just.
2: <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yep, I don't think many hip hop heads are uh, are feeling sorry for us on this one. But that's it for this week. Any any parting words, anything before we go ahead and tell everyone good night
4: it's woo motherfuckers <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it with me everybody stay strong Yeah, love each other
2: that's what's up it's a That's a really hard
4: time yeah.
2: very strong plug your <laughs> social media
4: uh, you can follow me on Instagram at my underscore names underscore low
0: and I'm Miss Mary Almonte and you can follow me at CEO Hayes at CEO
2: This has been another week of the Burks Radio series. You watch me, God. Five breaks. The stakes is high.
1: You know them stakes is high. We be talking about God. Five breaks. stakes is high. You know them stakes uh, is high. Uh, we be talking about God. Five breaks. The stakes is high. You know them stakes is high. In focal point bringing damage to your burrow we'll uh-huh. Be some brothers from the east With the beats that be thorough Got the solar gravitation So I'm bound to pull it I gets down like brothers are found Ducking from bullets Gun control means using both hands In my land yeah. where it's all about the cautious living uh-huh. Migrating to a higher form of consequence Compliments, Compliments A struggling that shouldn't be notable Man, every word I say should be a hip-hop quote I'm sick of bitches shaking asses I'm sick of talking about blood Sick of Versace glasses Sick of slang Sick of half ass award
5: shows Sick of name brand clothes, sick of RB bitches over bullshit tracks. Uh, cocaine and crap which uh, brings sickness to black. Sick of swole head rappers with their sickening raps, claps and gaps. Making a whole sick world collapse. The facts are getting sicker. sick And even sicker, perhaps. Sticky
1: push to, to make a bundle to escape the smash Man, life can get all up in your ass, baby. You better work it out. What it's all about. A skin not considered equal. A meteor has more right than my people who be wasting time screaming who they've hated. That's why the native tongues has officially been reinstated.